Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Michael Wakefield of Wakefield Law PLLC. Michael, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Definitely. I'm super excited to have you on as well, too. And before we jumped into the, the, the interview, I wanted to read a little bit more about Michael so you can hear about all these awesome things that he's doing. And Michael is a lawyer at Wakeful Law PLLC, a family-owned law firm located in Leesburg, Virginia. Michael specializes in estate planning law and contract law, including collections of debts. He lives in Percival, Virginia with his wife, Paige, and daughter, Eloise. And Michael, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, and, and wanted to, to start everything by hearing a little bit more on how you got started and all the awesome things you're doing. Could you take us through your story so we can hear about all these awesome things and what brings you to where you are now? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, my story is sort of, uh, uh, it has some twists and turns to it. So I started out um, actually as a music major at my first uh, college that I went to and wanted to pursue that and maybe with the ultimate goal of going into conducting an orchestra or something like that. Um, and I just, as I started to get into that, I didn't find that there was the sort of all around mental stimulation that I was looking for in a long-term career. So that's, I, I did that for a year and then I transferred to William and Mary down uh, in Williamsburg, Virginia, and, uh, you know, started the path toward law school. My father is a lawyer and he started our firm. Um, it was previously called Charles S. Wakefield Jr. PC. Uh, we've renamed it Wakefield Law now that, you know, it's more than just uh, him as a lawyer there. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so he he had always done law and I was always interested in it, but um, there's definitely a great aspect of why I wanted to go forward with it, uh, to have the family business, um, you know, good feeling between the two of us, uh, which is really nice. Um, but so I went to, like I said, William and Mary for undergraduate. And then when I was thinking about where to go to law school, I sort of wanted a totally different experience. Uh, from my undergraduate. And so I applied uh, and got into University of the District of Columbia, David A. Clark School of Law, which is a historically black university uh, in DC. And uh, I really just wanted to get sort of a different, um, you know, the different kind of education that my peers were getting. Uh, and it was really terrific, you know, almost immediately at UDC, uh, they, they drop you into legal clinics where um, you're, like I said, almost immediately practicing with real people and their real problems rather than a lot of my peers who, you know, were learning cases and, you know, that occurred in the 1800s because, you know, you get sort of a different experience uh, of what law means when you're working with people and you have to solve their problems uh, realistically. Um, so that was my law school experience. And then we started out, uh, you know, I started out in my father's firm. Uh, one of my most important goals was to become profitable immediately, which was, um, you know, it's tough for a new associate. Uh, so, you know, I took over a book of business from the firm and that's that, uh, when you were saying in my uh, bio, uh, the contract litigation collection of debt size, I took that part over and have tried to grow that. But then I sort of, I started a new uh, area of practice, which was the estate planning uh, arm of our firm. Um, so working with clients on drafting their documents for incapacity planning and end of life and all sorts of, you know, the stuff that you never really want to think about, but it's important to, 
to get your affairs in order. Um, so, you know, we started that and it's been going strong. It's been growing and it's, it's been great. But uh, that's sort of my story. My wife and I met in high school because we're high school sweethearts. And, um, you know, we've been together 10 years now and are over 10 years. And, um, and we just had our first, our little daughter, Eloise, in March. So she's, you know, a little uh, coronavirus baby, but um, <laughs> everybody's safe. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're really grateful. We've had some good time to spend with her. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of that's my story. Nice. So I definitely appreciate you, you know, telling us your story and, and happy, um, you know, 10 plus years and, and congratulations on, on your daughter as well, too. I think that uh, so many times uh, we forget why we do the things that we do. And, and to me, it always comes back to family. It sounds like that's very um, important yes. to you as well. Yeah, it's, it's sort of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and so um, I know you touched on it a little bit. I love like your background and your interest in you know, being in the music and being able to look for that, you know, different experience. Do you feel like that has translated into your, um, I guess, your practice and everything you all are doing, you know, with the, with the business? I think so. Um, yeah, I hope so. I, I think that my experience, you know, I was always more focused on the arts than I was on, you know, I always played sports, but I mm -hmm. was more focused on the arts and, uh, you know, so drama and music. And I think that exercise is a different part of your brain than gets exercised with sort of day-to-day -day things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I like to think maybe I'm more of a creative problem solver. And it also introduced me to a whole uh, group of people that, you know, not everybody gets to be introduced to. So I think I'm a more well-rounded person because of it and maybe more creative when it comes to problem solving. Um, you know, more than just, you know, <laughs> you know, people will say, oh, you did drama, you're probably gonna be a good trial lawyer, you know, in front of a jury. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe, <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, definitely, I think the, the two parts that I just mentioned. Yeah, I always feel like the the more kind of different experiences you have and the different, I guess, lenses you kind of look through provide a more varied experience and helps you like when you talked about coming to that problem solving when so many times people are looking from one vantage point, it's sometimes hard to get out of yourself, so to speak. But when you have more varied experiences, it's all kind of um, a part of you and, and what you have done. So um, I, I know you touched on it a little bit with, you know, what exactly you all do at Wakefield Law PLLC. Um, could you expand if there's anything additional you didn't touch on and, and what you feel kind of sets you all apart and is your secret sauce? Absolutely. Um, so my, like I said, my father started it you know, 30 plus years ago, uh, same place, you know, in, in Leesburg. You know, he's always served all of Northern Virginia with those areas and those areas uh, were and still are uh, the contract law, um, collection of debts, you know, for businesses when they have AR and things like that, you can, uh, use us for that. Um, and then to litigate a contract. Uh, he's also always done personal injury. So car accidents and other types of accidents where the person who's hiring us is, it was not at fault. Um, and then, you know, uh, we do, so I do uh, the estate planning, which, you know, is wills and powers of attorney and trusts and all sorts of documents that you need to get together. Um, and when you say, you know, what sets you apart, uh, I <laughs> frequently say, you know, be wary when you're working with attorneys. I don't have necessarily the highest opinion of most attorneys <laughs> <laughs> because I think um, it's maybe people always say they're looking out for the client. But I think the example I always give is a lawyer should be able to, you know, barring some exceptions, a lawyer should be able to win most cases, because if you keep appealing it, if you keep spending money, you know, if you have unlimited resources, then you should be able to win a case. But that's sort of what I was getting back to at the beginning when I said that's not realistic um, legal services. Realistic legal services is when a client comes to you and says, I want to hire you for X, you're not just saying, oh, great, another client, you know, another sale. 
Um, it's what's best for this client in, in the grand scheme of things uh, in relation to me and our and my firm. You know, is it the best for me to say yes? Let's move forward. Is it the best for me to say I want to do an investigation? Let's do a free consultation so I really fully understand exactly what your problem is and see if I'm the right person for you. Or a lot of the time, you know, we turn away a lot of business where. Uh, you know, it won't be exactly what we do. And we say, you know, we'll help you find somebody, but uh, sort of our mantra and sort of, I guess this is where I get into what sets us apart. Our mantra is uh, stay in your lane. Only, only do things that you are an expert in and 100% comfortable with. I think a lot of attorneys get in trouble saying, you know, I'm smart. I can figure it out on the fly. And, you know, clients pick up on that because they're smart and they say, you know, why did I hire you? Uh, and maybe it was a great sale. Uh, for the attorney in the moment, but it's really bad in the long run because you get a bad reputation. And, and in law, just like almost every field, reputation is almost everything. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, a powerful um, kind of mantra that you all have. And it's so funny because a lot of times I'll say, if you run your own race, you'll never lose. And I think we get in trouble when we try to run somebody else's race. And like you said, you know, trying mm -hmm. to do things that aren't in your lane, so to speak, and you really start to spread yourself. But as you mentioned, that reputation piece is huge all across the board. So, you know, a lot of times people say the way you do one thing is the way you do many things. So that speaks to kind of who you are and what you do. So I love that you guys all are able to focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, so CEO hack, I think for us, it's, it really comes down to trying to, um, trying to treat someone who you're working with as if they uh, were a family member or as if they're you know, your most important client. Um, I, and again, I think a lot of these um, are sort of cliched by the, by the practice of law. And these things are said a lot, but done rarely. Mm -hmm. um, if you actually treat every client like, you're, they're, like they are your most important client, I think you're gonna uh, benefit from that. And you know, that'll lead me to be spending a lot of time on maybe a case where my maximum fee is not going to be, you know, huge or, or even, you know, big, it could be a small fee. But even uh, if I do that, I know I'm going to, uh, you know, in most cases win over the client, uh, gain their trust, uh, make them feel like they're important because a lot of the times in law and, and what I do, they're meeting with people in a dark time or sometimes the worst time of their lives. So I think, I know people get really turned off by attorneys, you know, thinking that their time is super valuable and, you know, my time, you know, my time is valuable, but I always want to give it out as freely as possible um, to, you know, like I said, realistically help people with their problems. Um, so I think that's a good, a good you know, nugget or, you know, hack to, to keep, keep in mind, uh, you know, treat every client like they're your most important client. Awesome. So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you happen into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I think it would be trust yourself. Um, one of my uh, toughest points of my uh, practice was, like I said, starting out um, where I was creating this entire new focus of our practice within the firm. Um, you know, I read every book, I, you know, I, I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, thousands of hours preparing for the first client. And that's great. And it's really helped me. But I think if I would have trusted myself more, um, you know, I would have been able to start off earlier and, uh, you know, serve more clients because I just really wasn't giving myself uh, any sort of grace or, or uh, credit for all the stuff I did know. 
Um, and I think, you know, I, I, it's something lawyers say a lot, but I think it, like I've been saying so far, it applies to a lot of people. Um, you know, if you trust yourself and uh, you're confident that you're going to do the best thing for the client, um, you know, you're going to be able to help them. Uh, and, and sort of one of the most important parts of it is managing expectations, I think, as well, mm-hmm. making sure your client knows where you're going, where the case stands. Um, I think a lot of lawyers get in trouble saying, well, this is a slam dunk. Um, you know, <laughs> so being straightforward clients and being able to manage those expectations, uh, you know, and if I had thought about all those things earlier, I think I would have been more comfortable starting out more confidently uh, instead of taking you know, almost a year uh, before I even took my first client. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so now I want to ask you my absolute favorite question. And, and I know we touched a little bit upon this and, and kind of the different perspective, but we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Michael, what does being a quote unquote CEO mean to you? I think it means accountability. Um, I think it means uh, the buck stops with you. Uh, you know, I, I learned from my father that uh, you need to make sure that everybody knows that um, you're going to come through um, that if you that if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Being super ultra organized and making sure that every sort of deadline and detail is attended to, um, and never sort of pushing it off and saying, "Well, it was this assistant's fault, or you know, it was the court's fault because they're busy." Um, you know, those things can happen. But at the end of the day, when you're running a business or when you're running a part of a business, uh, you need to be accountable to your clients and honest about where everything stands. Absolutely. Well, Michael, I truly appreciate that perspective and I appreciate your time even more. What I want to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and the team are working on. Sure. Um, uh, so I'd be remiss uh, if I didn't mention one of the things that I think is really important about just one of the areas that I practice. So the estate planning portion. Um, I'll just say it doesn't matter if you talk to me or if you talk to anybody. Uh, it's not just the elderly. It's not just the ultra wealthy sort of everybody, whether they're 18 years old or 110 years old, has documents that they need to get together. You know, it's, it's res- sort of I always think of it. It's a responsibility to yourself and to your family, loved ones and people who rely on you. So I think it's a big mis- misconception that you put it off and do it later or you know, I don't have a lot of money, so I shouldn't, I don't need a will. You know, it's just one piece of, of estate planning is uh, transfer of assets. So uh, I always like to mention that uh, just to say, just talk to somebody. And I'm someone who always does sort of a free consultation. You know, I'll guarantee that. And uh, if people just have questions, the timer doesn't start ticking when, when somebody calls me. Uh, I, I just think that's a really bad way to practice where if someone calls me, they have a question. If I'm able to, I'll take a little bit of time and, and or else I can call you back at a time where I can take a little time to sort of answer your question. Uh, because one of my goals has always been to be an accessible lawyer because a lot of um, lawyers are certainly not. Um, so call me, call somebody, do some research, but um, make sure that this portion of things is taken care of. Uh, there's always a hundred thousand things to take care of, but I think this one's important. Um, so, and uh, sort of the best way to get in touch with me uh, are, is either, you know, going to my firm's website, which uh, is uh, wakefieldplc.com. And uh, we've got a little contact box, or of course you can email, uh, got a Facebook page, which has our email and, and all our contact information online. Uh, and we'll always take some time and, and I always try to get back to people right away as soon as possible. 
Nice. Well, I definitely appreciate that, Michael. We will have the links, you know, and information in the show notes. And, and I definitely appreciate you uh, for, for being that person to talk to, because I think so many times there are people, and I'm sure you definitely experienced, uh, where people uh, think that they can kind of kick the bucket or do it later on. And that later on comes a lot earlier than sometimes is anticipated. So it's so important to kind of take care of those, um, you know, aspects of your estate, you know, before you definitely need to, um, because mm -hmm. often it can be uh, a messier situation if it's not taken care of. So I, I appreciate, you know, all the work that you do and the firm does, you know, related to that and appreciate your time, of course, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.